Hello and welcome to our podcast, What Makes Them Tip? Innovations that change everything, where we hear from business leaders and entrepreneurs about the moment, insight, or inspiration that made everything possible and ultimately pushed them over the tipping point. I'm Mike Strada, founder and CEO of Arcalea, where we inspire business change by introducing data science, formal analytics, and provide implementation from marketing. Moneyball for growth-oriented businesses, we say success is now a science. Stay with us, and at the end of the show, we'll share how you can be the next guest on one of the fastest-growing podcasts in the industry. And with that, let's get started. Hello, and welcome to What Makes Them Tip, Innovations That Changed Everything. I'm Jeff, and once again, I have the privilege to talk to amazing people who are really innovating in their particular entrepreneurial space, and we get a chance to hear their stories. And today's guest spent 15 years serving our country as a veteran of the United States Marine Corps, became a serial entrepreneur, expert marketer, investor, speaker, and has acquired a unique set of skills through multiple acquisitions and business exits, and consults with clients that range from Fortune 500 clients to veteran-owned startups. He's currently the president and CEO of Mobius Media Solutions, among others. We'll break it all down with him as he's here to share his expertise and experience with us. Please welcome Patch Baker. Welcome. Well, thank you, brother. I appreciate it. It's great to have you on the show. First of all, thank you for your service. Yeah, man. I appreciate your support. Yeah. Uh, Tell us a little bit about Mobius Media Solutions. What do you guys do there? Yeah. So uh, interestingly enough, I had a, a really successful marketing company, and then we um, moved away from the client space and started building our own stuff and just been able to grow that, uh, exponentially over the last couple of years. And, and what does Mobius Media Solutions do? Yeah. I mean, basically all things marketing. So, um, we do everything from Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Google, all the normal display ads, TV, PR, all that kind of stuff. All right. And it says on your site that you're built by veterans for veterans. So uh, tell me a little bit about that focus and how you focus on veterans with your particular skills. Yeah, I mean, we have a lot of veterans in our network. We've obviously expanded that out. Uh, Doneforyou.com is the one that we you know, really push out to the, to the general public. Mobius has always been kind of reserved for uh, the veteran Brotherhood, if you will, just because that's where we kind of started. It's where our grassroots were. And when I came out of the military, I, I basically fell on my face trying to go into civilian life. And uh, one thing that I knew is, you know, I could always get another veteran to at least take a five minute phone call with me. And that was, you know, how I went to my to my safe space, right? I went sure. to the place where I knew I could uh, excel and and do it rapidly and. That always worked out for us, but over time, you know, we had to expand out because we were just growing so fast. Well, what have you noticed over the course of, I mean, and and there's been several businesses that you've been involved with and you've consulted with tons. So we really want to kind of get into your expertise. What are some of the things that you've noticed uh, have really helped people uh, innovate in their space? Yeah, this is probably going to hurt some people when they hear this because it's different and unique from what they've probably been taught. But I know lots and lots of people that are trying to niche down and niching down is an old concept. And and people will argue with me over this, but the people that, you know, get more into the vertical space are much, it's much easier for them to expand into other realms. And 
I'll kind of break that down a little bit because I think people get confused by it. Niching down was something that like in the 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, when all the, the, the biggest business books were written and the ones that everybody reads, they all say, you know, do one thing, do it really well. Mm-hmm. Well, Blockbuster did one thing and did it really well. Toys R Us did one thing and did it really well, right? Those companies, um, they they could not change and morph and adapt to the market because they did one thing and they did it really well. Well, the thing is, all those famous business books, I'm not saying that the fundamentals don't apply, but I am saying that if you have it in your mind that you're niching down, that's exactly what you're doing. You were going smaller and smaller and smaller in your audience group. And with this new invention called the internet, you can now be all things to all people. And I I can explain that very clearly. If I make a Facebook ad that speaks directly to dentists and I send them to a landing page and I book an appointment Right? And that's that's how we're going to market for this dentist. Once I figure out how to do that, I could change the word from dentist to chiropractor. Sure, and now sure. I can be the marketer, you know, the premier marketer to all the chiropractors in the world. Right. <laughs> and then I could do the same thing for a roofer and I could be the world's best roofing marketer. Well, because we can also determine who sees what ad then that also means that we can ensure that people that saw the dentist ad never see the chiropractor ad and vice versa. So we, if, if we niche a process, meaning that we know the process that we're going to market, or we know the process in which we run business, there's no reason that we can't multiply and amplify those across multiple different verticals. And the idea of a vertical is if you pick dentist then it means that you could not only do marketing for that dentist, but you could probably also do copy for that dentist. You could do emails for that dentist. You could do uh, uh, you could do supplies for that dentist. You could do gloves. You could do toothpaste. You could do you know, booking. You can do you can do all kinds of things because you already speak that language. It's very easy for you to do multiple things. Mm-hmm. Now everybody brings up companies like. Um, Apple as a premier or Facebook as a premier or Google as a premier company. None of those guys are doing one Amazon. None of those guys are doing one thing and doing it really well. They're doing a bunch of things and doing it really, really well. And the way that they're able to do that is because they have, uh, they understand the audience and they wield the audience to bring on more and more and more products, more and more and more services. Right. You think about how Apple did it. They might have started out with a computer, but since then they brought on the iPad, the iPhone, they brought on iTunes, they brought on iMovies. They're doing all kinds of other stuff that is very, very different. iCloud is a huge one. All those things are because they're taking an audience group. They've turned that into the vertical and they've been able to develop products over and over and over to serve to their existing audience. And through time, what happens is it becomes somewhat inception marketing, which is the highest form of marketing that you can do. It is where, um, you know, it's how Geico has created this everlasting funnel of new people that don't even know that they were put into 
to the funnel. So like, for example, uh, Geico spends more money advertising to 13 and 14 year olds than they do to adults. You believe that? They, they're on more shows advertising the Geico gecko mm. to 13 and 14 year olds who can't even buy the product. They can't even drive, but more insurance has been sold at a bank than sold through insurance companies to new people. And the reason for that is because when a 13, 14 year old is hearing Geico over and over and over and over in all of their shows, it becomes synonymous with insurance. So when they go to the bank, mm-hmm. when they buy their first car and the banker says, Hey, you need to get insurance before you can buy this car. They walk outside on their, on their nifty iPhone and they call Geico because Geico is the thing that they know. That's inception marketing. Yeah. Right. They don't even know that they're being advertised to. They have no idea why when the banker says insurance, they think Geico and and Google Geico and call them. Right. Yeah. And they say, the banker just told me I need insurance because I'm buying this new car. And they say, happy to help you. Yeah. That happened years in advance. Well, all of that is to say that if you can wield an audience instead of an avatar, because what most you know, new marketers will tell you because it sounds fancy is key in on your avatar, know exactly who your avatar is. That's actually the wrong way to be looking at it. And it's very different than what a lot of people have heard, but I can tell you, I can assure you, you look at all the big companies out there, all the big brands, it's, they are where they are because they can wield their audience and that audience is full of all kinds of different avatars. So building the audience and in a vertical, like Apple is in the tech vertical, right? Sure. If you build it in the vertical, then it creates this tree effect. And it, it, for the business, it's the tree of life. The roots are all the different ways that people come into the system. The trunk is their stack or their vertical of products that they sell all the way through. But the limbs and the branches are things that they sell from other people even, or they white label other services, or they share data with other companies. And that vertical means that all those branches get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And over time, you have the core, the trunk of your audience, but then you start getting all these ancillary things which are kind of like raindrops hitting all the leaves. And Mm -hmm. I'm painting this this picture of this tree in the rain, but the truth of it is, is as that rain comes down and as more people learn about more of the things that you do through ancillary systems, things that you don't even run, what happens is you get a tremendous amount of exposure on less dollars than if you were trying to do it on your own. And I can give you an example of that. Coca-Cola has a banner at every single stadium in the world, right? Even places that they don't sell Coke, which is kind of funny. You go to a high school, you know, game and there's a Coke banner at the, at the back, right? What did they pay for that? 500 bucks. Do they, do they expect a return on investment for the 500 bucks? They got that banner up there. That's going to sit there for 15 years. Nope. They do not care that that Coca-Cola sign is going to sell any Coke at all. They do not care. What they care is Coca-Cola is being seen everywhere. Sure. 
right? That is a massive amount of power. And the crazy thing is you can do that for a lot less dollars than Coke does it in order to grow most companies. Yeah. So it's, it sounds like diversifying your clientele, diversifying your offering is something that that's the, seems like a key to the kind of innovation that you're talking about having more. I, I think uh, yes, diversifying your offer, but also focusing on the audience group instead of a single avatar mm-hmm. and not niching down, but picking a vertical and going up is way more important than, you know, I want, you know, people between the age of 24 and 35. Yeah. Yeah. So I was looking at your website and I was reading some of the articles in your blog and there was one, uh, just the title alone really jumped out at me. And I wanted to ask maybe if you could talk a little bit about this uh, on the show today, because I feel like it's definitely an area that um, anybody running a business, whether you're at the, especially if you're at the beginning, um, but even as you keep going, but the title of the of the blog entry was "Losing is a Winner's Game." Do you recall that? Yeah. Um, tell me a little bit of because uh, I think it's just that word uh, that wording alone is very compelling. Tell us what you mean by that. Yeah. So, unfortunately, the way that people are kind of trained uh, through just life is that they want to get a return on investment right? Mm -hmm. Immediately. And some of the most successful campaigns out there are they're losers. They lose money significantly, Mm -hmm. but it's kind of like the Berkshire Hathaway model, right? The idea is he's going to make 10 massive investments. One or two of those are going to do really, really well. That's, you know, Geico and Coke. One or two of those is going to do okay. One or two are going to break even and the rest are going to fail. Mm-hmm. But here's the crazy thing. The ones that do really well, they far exceed all the losses. And what happens when people market is they have this idea that they're going to put $1 in and get $3 out because that's how rookie marketers pitch it. They're like, Facebook is like a genie. You just rub the side of it three times and <laughs> you get $3 back. Right. And that's just not how it works. Most of the time, it is not the the first ad that goes out that makes money. It's all the things that happen on the back end of that. And when people start marketing, they they believe that you know Facebook doesn't work if you put in a hundred bucks and you don't get three hundred out. And that's just not how it works. It, it used to be that way, you know, ten years ago because nobody was marketing. But over time. Just like any other platform, as you get more people on there, you have to get smarter and you have to do you have to do more in order to get to the wins. And the cool thing about that is I want to lose frequently because I know about every fourth loss that I have, I'm going to get a winner. Mm-hmm. And you know, that becomes our new baseline. And that's what we try to make content to to meet or beat. And it's it's not a one-hit wonder game if you're going to do it for a long time. And part of that is you got to go through a lot of other people have said, uh, you got to go through a lot of no's to get to the yeses. Well, that's true. You got to go through a lot of losses to get to the wins when you're marketing. And I think the people that are willing to um, take some, you know, some justified risk, I'm not talking about, you know, just frivolously spending money, but I'm, I'm saying when you're taking 
you know, on risk that has been mitigated in, in a couple of ways, the more risk you're willing to take and the more money or time and creating content that you invest, you will get a better return than most other people. Mm -hmm. And what do you think the key, uh, I guess, I mean, the name of the show is what makes them tip. Uh, I think what you've shared so far really definitely is, are some, some points that people could take for that. Um, But looking back over your own career and, and where you've started businesses um, you've passed them on uh, to other, you know, where they've been, you know, exits or whatever. What do you think, I guess, is the the key trait of a good leader that you've learned since you've been able to lead thus far? Um, and obviously, you, you, you're you coming from military background as well. What makes a good leader? If someone's listening to us now and they're, they're running a con- company and, again, whether they're starting out or have been doing it for 20 years, um, maybe this is an area they need to grow. What do you think makes a great leader? Well, I think the, the number one skill for any entrepreneur, typically entrepreneurs in a leadership position by default, but sure. uh, the number one skill is problem solving because, and, and some people will say it's communication or it's, you know, leadership or any of that other stuff. And I don't think that that's true. And here's the reason why. If I know I'm a good tech guy, but I'm not a good leader, I can hire a leader. All I got to do is be able to problem solve and be, you know, responsible to myself to say, hey, you're not really good at that. Mm-hmm. Or if you're not a com- good communications person, you can hire somebody to be your communications person. But you have to be able to problem solve through that. And you have to you have to be able to see where the, you know, the major levers are that you can pull to make the business grow and the major pain points or the 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 friction points that you have in your company and be able to solve those at the, at the highest level. From a leadership standpoint, if you are the leader in your company, then it's just clearly defining what is the mission that you're putting people on. Like, what do you want them to accomplish? By the time they're done, we're going to go do this. By the time you're done, you will have X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. And the more clearly that you can communicate that, the better your results are going to be, but that doesn't necessarily mean the more profitable the company is going to be. And I make a clear distinction there because you could be clearly painting the wrong mission for them. Mm -hmm. They're going to give you exactly what you want, but it's not necessarily exactly what the company needs, which is why I go back to problem solving and why I said problem solving first, because you need to know what is the problem we're trying to fix. And then this is the mission we're going to go on to fix that problem to get the result that we want. Yeah. Yeah. That's good advice. That's real good advice. Um, before, as we're getting towards the end of the show, I want to make sure that you have a chance to tell folks uh, where they can find you. I know that you do speaking and other engagements and things like that. Um, tell folks how they can find you, what your websites are, because I know you also have several of those, yeah. uh, where they can get more information. Yeah, so patchbaker.com uh, for me, but uh, for marketing services, stuff like that, uh, doneforyou.com is uh, where we have all of our services. And um, I also have a, a charity for American Dream U. It's the letter U, americandreamu.org. Uh, and we help veterans coming out of the military uh, successfully transition to civilian life. 
Yeah, I was. I'm glad you brought that up because that was the thing I was gonna try to close with. Tell me a little bit more about that organization, and how you're helping veterans. Yeah, so for me, I you know I came out of the military and I fell on my face. I didn't know a lot of things. the 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 bad part about coming off of active duty is you know every everything about your life, and then when you when you hit the what people like to call the real world, the <laughs> civilian world, um, you there's there's no manual. There's no you don't get to go to school of life like you get to go to school of infantry, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um, there, I think a lot of veterans just they don't have the network, uh, and it makes it really, really difficult on them because everything in the military is is built on the idea that you have a team that you can rely on, and you have to be a successful, integral part of that team in order to get to mission accomplishment. Mm-hmm. And when we go from knowing everything about our life one day to not knowing anything about our life the next day. It's very, very hard. And it, it causes a lot of ancillary problems that become big problems. And I think that's one of the reasons that veteran suicide is so high is because they just don't have a network to rely on. Mm-hmm. And we try to be that network and we try to, uh, you know, help place them in either jobs or help them start their own uh, business or go on to get further education. There's a lot of different ways that we've been able to help them over the years. Awesome. And if, and if companies and corporations out there want to help, I mean, I guess the website that you mentioned, yep. we have um, sponsorship packages. Yep. And they, you know, and they can uh, find out more. At, what, can you say the website again? Yeah. It's American dream org. Awesome. And for individual people too, there's a, there's a donate button on there. We have, you know, monthly sponsorships that are really awesome because we, we talk a lot about, you know, the, the actual folks that we help, which is really cool. Um, not everybody gets to see those. We don't publish those out to every, everybody, but the, the people that sponsor, we give them some, you know, additional uh, understanding of the missions that we have. And, you know, it's not, uh, it's not in our, our uh, genetic code to be boasting and bragging about that stuff. Cause you know, a lot of those guys are in some bad situations sure. guys and girls. And um, we, but when you become a, a sponsor and a donor, we give you some of the inside scoop on what we're actually doing in the mission. So it's really cool. It's, it's, it's a really cool project. That's awesome. That's uh, so, and thank you so much for being on the show and, and sharing some of your expertise and experience And uh, I wish you the best of luck. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me. I appreciate it. And we thank you for listening to another episode of What Makes Them Tip, Innovations That Changed Everything. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to our show, What Makes Them Tip, Innovations That Changed Everything. If you're an entrepreneurial leader and you'd like to share the inspiration that changed everything in your business or venture, please visit arcalea.com slash guest and a small request. If you've liked this interview, please help us out by sharing this episode with a friend or on social with the hashtag Arcalea. You can also help us out right now by providing a review in your podcast player and a thumbs up or rating review would help a ton. We promise to read every word and it helps us improve a little bit each day. And while you're at it, please also subscribe because every week you're going to be inspired and learn from other leaders in bite-sized increments. Again, my name is Mike Strada. Let's connect either on social or stay up to date on all things business at arcalea.com. Thanks again for listening and thank you for being part of the over 99% of America's firms that make up the entrepreneurial community. Until next time.